0: This device isn't a spaceship. It's a time machine. Goes backwards, forwards. It takes us to a place where we ache to go again. It's not called the wheel. It's called the carousel. Hello and welcome to the Carousel Podcast. Today I have with me Daniel Algerin, uh, who is a filmmaker here in Los Angeles. We are recording in my studio my podcast studio aka the will corporate headquarters um where we have a new podcast set up so you'll probably notice that the sound sounds a million times better um than before even though it's like super echoey in here and uh, i wanted to have daniel on to talk about a really incredible film project about dread pirate roberts So, um, yeah, I'll just let you talk about it. It's, it's on YouTube. You can watch it. I would suggest like watching it before you listen to this because you really need to understand how good it is, the thing that you've created. Um, so, and it has like a hundred thousand views. It's got like 300 comments and this is just one thing you dropped on there. Like you'd have nothing else on there at all. So yeah, tell us about the project. (laughs) <laughs> the first Dark Knight. It's funny because it actually looks like Dark Knight in the beginning of that thing. <laughs>
1: um and in the investigation Show it from his lens, and let the viewer make up their own mind about what they think. i, I and some people watch it and they think it's very pro-police, very anti. Oh, really? Yeah. It runs the
0: oh, I don't read. I read it as totally yeah. the opposite. Exactly. But
1: <laughs>
0: okay. So, what actually happens in the short? Yeah, so you're right. So we're getting a narr- a narration. It starts with this like kind of wide shot and very uh, dark night, and uh, it's great. But it, and is that just stock?
1: No, we shot. that. You shot
0: that because I was going to say it looks so good. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: time to avoid these, these helicopters to get these shots. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, right. So you have these great shots and then it's, we have kind of a montage of clips of things with this. You picked the perfect blog post. Like, because he lays out really his ideology all in one thing and very elo- eloquently because he is more or less a libertarian, it seems to me, because he talks a lot about the state. He's saying the state – and he has this great uh, part in there where he says something like the state like, um, just – what word does he use? Not imprisons, but just like uh, imprisons any productive person in service of the state, which is this kind of fumbling, crappy thing. And like anybody who's actually being productive, they just get almost captured and their work product just gets put in service of the state. That's kind of what he's saying at least. And um, he's like, you know, we can. We're like a seed that's grown on this like pile of crap uh, that's trying to get through this and overcome this, right?
1: Yeah. No, I mean he was that. He was in the libertarian group. In oh, okay. College. Yeah. He was all in. He's from Austin, Texas. You know, a freedom-loving place. Was, <laughs> I don't uh, know. I don't uh, know about that. that. <laughs> I to me, the reason why I made it was, um, I think. Oh, okay. yeah for the rest of his life <laughs>
0: and, okay so t- I remember reading about ross uh, and I remember it 's funny that you know i I just refound this because we knew each other back in the day, and then I just rediscovered this project of yours and i it 's so funny because it 's like this is like what movies really should do it 's like I have read about ross i 've read a bunch about him, and I read like the book about his life or some book about like involving him. And the thing I remember most is the arrest scene. Like, that's what I remember about him, because it's this ridiculous situation where he gets arrested. It's not like he gets arrested in his house, because they have to do certain things in order to, like, prove certain things. So, and you capture that, you chose that one moment, of all the moments to choose, you chose the arrest moment. So, what happens in this arrest moment? I I
1: was the same way. Yeah. distract him away from his laptop so they could grab it in an instant he had a key on his keyboard where he once he clicked that key
0: everything would be deleted and they needed that laptop for evidence um he well i didn't know about the key yeah yeah because they need to see him in front of it right it's like right. They, they they have to see the screen yeah. from behind him in some way like they, they, they yeah the yeah yeah right. Right, 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 yeah. And they have to get the Atlanta without him pressing the key. Right. Wow. Yeah,
1: no, it, no, it really is a, a, um, it's a moment made
0: to be filmed. Absolutely. And it's filmed very well in this. And, you know, it ends with the FBI agent coming up to him. Um, what, why was he arrested? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think that. It, but that's—you you read his story,
1: you see where he comes from. He's this smart, nerdy kid who's yeah. into freedom and into kind So he's—he's he's a good kid. He right. got so consumed by this movement that he was creating online. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember reading that in the book and being like, "Yeah, it's like you, you don't. It's like if if what he did do, if it's real, right? If what he did, I was accused of doing, is real, which is basically trying to have somebody killed." <laughs> You don't have as much sympathy for him exactly. as a lot of the people out there, though, genuinely believe that that's fake—that that, that he was completely set up and it's all made up, and he yeah. never really—he never did that at all—and and all those things. Which is, how do you know? You know, I mean, it's yeah, impossible to know. Oh. Nothing is
1: fully proven. Right. I, think, you know, I take
0: the
1: stance that it is.
0: I think so too. I mean, it, it seemed like. Because the the things he was writing, it, they shared like the messages that he was writing to have the guy killed in the book, and it was like it sounded very much like him. Like it sounded like it would be too hard to make that up, you know. Um, so I think he probably did do it. It's just uh, he he just got too big for his he got too into his thing, and I think you're right. It's like if he'd not been behind a laptop the entire time, he probably would have not ever done that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy what happened to him. I mean, uh, I, you know, I was just in New York and I uh, met Douglas Mackey. Have you heard of this case? So it's a guy named he was like an anon shit poster
1: mm-hmm. named
0: Richie Vaughn, and so this was like like uh, during Trump the election, he shared a meme like or just like a joke telling voters to vote for Hillary Clinton and like text this number. You know what I mean? So like 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 saying D- don't go to the polls, text this number. Right. Which both sides have done. There's a million examples of people doing that to Trump voters, right? On both sides. Yeah. So Trump gets elected. Four years go by, nothing happens to this guy. He's just an anon shit poster. You know, he's got like he's one of the, like the big names, like sixty thousand followers or whatever. And Biden gets in office, and he gets arrested, and is now being tried in federal court wow. in Brooklyn, federal court. Uh, because he, for like election, what I don't know what the exact charge is, but some sort of election fraud, you know, uh, manipulation, election manipulation thing. And he's like, you know, the, the people, He was, Tucker Carlson did a segment on him, like, uh, yeah. And I met him and he was like, you know not not having a no i didn't interview him i just talked i talked to him for a while and you know he he said like you know he's been the ups and downs of it and you know it's rough man it's fucking rough to be going through this and when you become a target of this regime they're gonna find something to get you on which is what happened to him it happened to um cody wilson the the guns guy you know they got him on something but the thing is That I noticed in all these cases, I mean, the Mackey case is the most fucked up. That's just sharing a meme like, you know, that he shouldn't be charged at all. I mean, that's ridiculous. But especially if you're not going to charge somebody on the left doing the exact same thing. Like, that's fucked up. You can't just pick, you know. But what I'll say with Cody and with uh, this guy, with Brerify Roberts, is like, I don't think they totally frame you, you know? They wait for you to fuck up. And then when you yeah. fuck up, they'd really take advantage of it. So it's like, what I would say is, if you're going to fuck up, f- don't fuck up with murder. <laughs> you know? Like, like, do something else. Because they will, you know, if they already wanted to control him so badly, right? And they knew who he was, and it's like, he's you know, international drug sales, like, they've got all the check boxes oh, down, right. and then he tries to kill somebody, it's like, they're no, right. they're going to fucking get you, you know? Like, you just can't do that. No, <laughs> I
1: Totally. And it is a threat to power, but it's also changing our power. Right. Well. It really is. We're, we're like relearning how to run this whole thing. And uh, yeah, I think with, uh, with DPR, it's it's almost like there weren't laws created
0: for these new No, programs. oh no, definitely not. And there's still not. I mean, no. internet law is so slow, and, and it doesn't make any sense. Nobody really understands it. And now that the... State has gotten so mediocre. You know, it's like the state didn't used to be such a fucking welfare party. I mean, no offense, but it's like it now it's all these ridiculous initiatives to get people in there that have no business being in there, right? Yeah. And so now you have like judges who have no fucking clue. You know, it should be the smartest people in there. It, it should you should have the smartest tech people, right? Yeah. And the
1: Twitter troll, yeah, right. <laughs> True, true, yeah. Yeah, no, it's very strange.
0: (laughs) So anyway, so what do you want to do with this thing? I mean, it seems like you got, it made a huge splash. Everybody's talking about how well it's made. Like, can you make this into a feature?
1: Of course, especially, especially now. now. Really, on shows. Um, yeah, I'd love to expand it. I also just like it as what it is. You know, we've talked off air about um, just the next. where some of the most interesting things are happening right now but that is its own medium Uh, you know
0: It's funny, you know, I feel like most people are talking about bringing the jankiness of internet content to the big screen, right, which is like what Florida Project is, that guy, what's his name, I can't remember his name, but you know, I like his movies, Uh, I think he makes really good movies, but it's like, yeah, everybody's like, oh yeah, you just shoot it on an iPhone and then you'll see it on the big screen, or like all the, you know, the the movies that are just the computer screen, like searching and like the horror movies that are that,
1: you don't like that stuff? There's nothing less...
0: Yeah, and,
1: right, and, and, right, right, right. You know, in the DPR, that's why the screen is the least important part. Exactly. That's that's the thing we're all dealing with. You know, in film, is like we're all staring at our phones and our screens all day. And there's nothing less cinematic than that. So there's always some scene where someone loses their phone or doesn't have service or breaks their, their, you know, and then they get back into the physical world. So I think that that that's why you know period pieces are almost more cinematic. But yeah, yeah, no. To your point, uh, there's everyone's trying to figure out the equation. Well, we could do this here, we could do that there. It's it's. I love playing around with different, you know, aesthetics. And, but but what is the reason for it? I mean, if you're trying to say something about internet culture, about well, then that makes sense. If you're just doing it because it's cheap, or you're doing it because.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's a, a great call. It's like, w- why are we doing it this way? It, there's not an actually. it's not serving the story necessarily. And I also think it's very interesting what you're saying about time. Like, s- the hour and a half movie, especially now, it doesn't really feel right. Have you heard of this movie, Bolt Driver? I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so actually, Hadrian, Belove is. we're about to publish a review of it, written really? by him, because he's been screening it. Uh, so it's it's forty minutes long. Exactly. So and, and I mean that's totally the opposite of what you're talking about. It's like the least cinematic thing you've ever seen no, because right. it's like all so janky. It's like it's like a Florida Project times ten. You know, it's like even worse. Nothing looks good, but that's kind of the point. So it, it yeah, before, that is the point. Before. Yeah, and
1: again, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the length, all the, all that matters is do you have the time that you need to tell the story you're trying to tell? Them. Right. It's just, you know...
0: Yeah, yeah. It's also interesting that you're talking about doing sort of the counterintuitive thing, which is to bring cinematic quality to the small screen, kind of right. I mean, that's what you're saying.
1: Whatever screen, any screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Finish everything in four K. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's really putting the, you know, it's it's putting the power in the viewer's hands. Yeah. I think that's, and I think a lot of filmmakers do struggle with that because for a while, Yeah, but if you look at it from a different way, and you empower the viewer to to appreciate it how they want to appreciate it. Maybe they they watch on their phone and they go, you know, that was really cool. I want to. See, what does that play like on a big screen? And, and it's up to them. Um, so it's just changing the dynamics, and, and I think putting the power in the viewer's hands. Yeah. And embracing that rather than fighting that.
0: Right. 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 Yeah, you had a little short article about. Um that's out there for film something knows film, no, so, film yeah, schoolers, uh, yeah. Where you talked yeah. a little bit about this kind of content versus cinema thing. Right. So, and I know Scorsese. We've talked on this podcast several times about Scorsese's article oh, yeah. in Harper's where he talks about this thing. It's about Fellini, oh, yeah. and he's saying content versus cinema. Yeah. And I just think that that's such a he's so right about content is this disgusting word, right? It's just such a stupid word, and it's taking art and it's just it's uh, making it just numbing entertainment yeah. you know just this this horrible 1984 just blasted in your eyes yeah. you know nonsense and um yeah no and i
1: think that there's an endless supply
0: of it yeah like, right endless know. supply of this just mimic after mimic just a copy of a copy of a copy yeah. you know the show and he, you
1: know i think he Yeah, man. And, and I, I do think we're all kind of suffering a bit of a uh, screen fatigue.
0: Definitely, yeah.
1: We all are. I mean, it used to be only some people are. Now I think we're all, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, you're staring at screens all day. So it almost is becoming getting away from the screen is is the real, uh, you know, that's the escape. Yeah, right. Um, and I don't know how to answer for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what makes something cinematic, though? You know, I think that you keep using this word "cinematic," and and your work really is cinematic. So, like, what makes what does that word mean? What does cinematic
1: mean? I would go less about just the visuals, what you would traditionally think, and I would go more in the direction that something cinematic is. Yes, yes. yes. Those these
0: kinds of, of image, yeah, right, right, these,
1: right. These are what's good for people and what's, yeah. what's bad for people, and that's to inherently uncinematic. Yeah, you have, to, you have to have the freedom to explore all types of ideas. And so, I, when I say cinematic, I'm talking more in that line, it's more about the, the underlying ideas and the themes, and less about just the visual. The visual part. It doesn't part, have to yeah. be shot on film. It can be shot on It doesn't matter. Again, the aesthetics, as long as they are true.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's art in general. It's like uh, a lot of these uh, movies that are coming out are you're not seeing inappropriate images, right? You're not, and that sucks for the viewer because you're not going anywhere you want to go. It's just you're not you're not going into a place that's real and dark. And as you're saying, Taxi Driver. I mean, that's why Bolt Driver is good, which is a which is a copy off of i mean it's a homage to to text right, yeah. you're going somewhere there that you're not supposed to go right mm-hmm. and that's why we love movies that's why we love art because it's it takes us somewhere that's like maybe different than what we already know you know what i mean whereas it's like now i really feel like the line between art and propaganda is exactly what you're saying is that art is cinematic or whatever you say it is. It's going into a unique place that's separated from the, um, you know, mor- morals of the day, really. That's kind of like what it's supposed to be. Whereas, well, m- more and more now, we're just seeing replications of the, uh, we're seeing like repeated replications of the, the morals that were okay up until like, 1990. You know what I mean? It's like everything's like a copy of a copy of a copy. So everything that's being copied, like stopped in like ne- the 90s or like the early 2000s, right? right? Like, do you know what AI actually is? Yeah. Uh, an AI is trained with the all the product of human beings mm-hmm. up until this point. Right. Yes. So AI is really funny because it's actually the opposite of I. It's yeah. just everything that already existed, yeah. kind of remixed and spat back out. Right, So it's like the most deep-fried thing. It's just like copy, 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 copy a zillion times to the point where it's something totally new. Um, whereas intelligence is creating something genuinely new. Yeah. And it's funny because we're at this stage in culture where it's like the new thing, it's like we've been like put in a glass thing where everything is a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. Yeah. And so therefore morality can't really move at all you know because before morality was about movies helped move morality around right and helped move it forward because we were experimenting with these ideas and you know everything anti-war all that stuff that comes from seeing that shit right you know what i mean whereas now we can't see the truth anymore so like we can't really understand the horror of war or the horribleness of our current regime the things they're doing because we're not allowed to see it Right. Images
1: from yeah. Wars going on. Uh, but you're not seeing it from these, uh, yeah, these, these main, uh, uh, you know, the industry. And I think film is, is is that medium that used to be about pushing those new ideas, and now it's about no, 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 no let's get you back in line, let's get you back, you know, where we think you should be.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's become propaganda. It's become exactly what George Orwell like said it would become. Yeah. And it's funny how amazingly, like, correct he was about that. Everyone should reread that. I did recently, and it was just like, man, it is so good. And it's so correct. Like, everything he's foreseeing is, like, exactly right. Um And so early too, like before the TV. (laughs) You know, it's like crazy what he was what he was predicting. Um, All right, so who's who? Are there people who are kind of doing this well though? Because you were saying that almost no one is doing this well. Like
1: there are still great things being made, great films, and they still get out through the mainstream too. Absolutely. I just think that when they do get through, it's more of an active subversive. They they found a way to get in. dollars. <laughs> it
0: wouldn't have been made at all. Right, yeah, 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 it would have never been. So like, again, it would have been, like, been like, like, oh, this so is too dark. Yeah. To
1: kind of subvert people's expectations. Right. So yeah, I think there are plenty of examples.
0: But, but so let's talk about Joker for a second. So they're they Joker. It did that, mm-hmm. but it did it like seventy five percent of the way. You know what, yeah, what I mean? I like it, like like the fact that the um you know in the end, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Uh, they kill the media, you know? Right. That was dark and good. And that was, like, pretty pretty bold for them to do that. And I can't believe they got away with that. Okay. But there's also other parts of it, like... You know he's getting beaten up by like stockbrokers on the subway, which is right. just like this is not what, you know, like that's not yeah. what that's not what the real truth of that is, right? Like people get beat up on the subway, it's not by stockbrokers. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And so, so like, why did Todd Phillips, who you know he's a G. G. Allen, his first thing was about G. G. Allen. It, like he's a total punk rock guy. He must be. He must be a total G. Um, and like why does he? Even he. Why is he so compromising? Like, why doesn't he just do a Kubrick and say, no, fuck you, this is my thing, stay the fuck out of here? Like, why can't people do that anymore?
1: Maybe he can now. Maybe he has yeah. enough leverage now to, to do truly what he just wants to do. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think everyone's walking – actually, so even with that, there's a fine line that everyone's afraid to kind of walk over. Um No one has – For, and then of course 2001 and he had got to the point where he could do whatever he wants the studio would just wait for him they would greenlight whatever it is that he would do it could take 10 years in between movies he had a certain amount of leverage in the industry that I just don't think you see you in, don't have that anymore you know, yeah. I don't know maybe a few people do obviously like legacy people have been kind of, yeah but it's, it's you know I, I think the
0: they're not using it well they're not using. It's like Paul Thomas Anderson probably has that. He can probably do whatever he wants. Tarantino certainly can. Right. And uh, but what are they using it for? They're using it for. They're not using the power well. Like uh, for I some reason. No, no. I no. It's right. good. It's. I'm not saying it's bad. It's. It's a great movie. It's a very, very good movie. I. I got in trouble for saying like uh, on Twitter recently. It went super viral. Like I said, Tarantino will never be forgiven for spending what should have been his best years making Boomer like revisionist his, history porn. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like killing all the bad guys of the boomers. Like you're killing Hitler, you're killing racism, you're yeah. killing Charles Manson. You know, it's like, why is he doing that? It's like he's playing into it so much. You know, it's like where, I would just love to see him make like a really controversial movie. You know, like something that really pissed people off. Like that would be fucking amazing. Why yeah. doesn't he do that? Yeah,
1: again, I, I think, People off, is is his goal, which it yeah, isn't. Of course, it's not. it's not. No, no, yeah, I yeah. He is a true lover of a yeah. Of no, film, man. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, but I think correcting history's wrongs through his cinematic lens, which is, I think, really entertaining to him. Yeah. yeah. I think he makes movies for
0: himself. Yes, yes, yes. So I think he really
1: you're. Really right. want to just see these things himself, and you know have the rest of the world appreciate them too. Yeah. The, the, I just think the industry.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of our tours, I don't know if we can talk about this, but I think we can. Can we talk about Fincher? I love Fincher. Okay. So, you, 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 you and our other friend, Toby, uh, made a great film, actually, based on a Stephen King novel called Premium Harmony. It's funny because it was about cigarettes, which is I, I now am, like, all involved in this cigarette client, hopefully, called Hestia. But um, it, it was great. It was really interesting. I, I, like, helped participate. This is when I first moved to L.A., so I was just, like, meeting all this stuff Shout out to Toby. Yeah, right, right. But during that time, you and Toby met because you were working for David Fincher. Right. So what was that like? Speaking of great auteurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the best
1: uh, performances are in his movies from these actors. I mean, he gets. Everyone talks about the amount of takes that he does, but I, you know, it's because he's breaking the actor down to a point where they're almost forgetting that they're acting, and there's a certain realism that he captures uh, that I don't see anywhere else. And a lot of people try to emulate it. They try to just get the style, of the dark. Yeah. The ending, yeah. Yeah. He
0: does have a great sense of humor. And that's what's really so, – so many people in my scene say the same thing, which is that that's truly what's missing in today's mainstream is that type of kind of sarcastic humor. Like that's missing in almost everything, where it's a little bit of a wink, a little bit of like – you know, it's a little bit absurd. And he totally nails that. All his movies have that. Yeah. Have that like that slight little sarcasm. Where it, as dark, yeah, as dark as it is, it's like somebody's gonna crack a joke that's like pretty funny, and you know, no matter what. I call it like the cosmic irony. Cosmic the irony, that's, that's great. Yeah, cosmic irony. So when you say he has like meanings to things, do you mean that every like visual choice he's making has oh, meaning? So. Yeah. Every
1: time the camera cuts, it's cutting for a very good reason. Hmm. of a great film is how valuable Yeah, And to design movie that way, I think, is a risky thing because it, it can actually make the first viewing less claustrophobic. Uh, yeah. Totally. I, yeah, yeah. You, you revisit it, and it only gets better.
0: I just saw – I was in Austin for South by Southwest, and I uh, went out till like, 5 o'clock in the morning, and the next day I just had to, like, just nurse my wounds. Uh-huh. And I was staying right by the Alamo Draft House, right. and they were playing There Will Be Blood. Oh. And I was like, what better thing to do when hungover? I went and just watched it and it drank one of those like whiskey milkshakes. <laughs> and I was just like, this movie is so. Good. Every right. choice, it's like better than seeing some new movie. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. a million times. Even though I've seen it literally like ten times. I'm not kidding. I've seen that movie so time many time. times. No, hey, yeah, it. and there were so many things about it that I didn't get. I, even right. though I've seen it so many times, there were little things that I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was that connection. And Yeah, yeah you're totally right. Yeah, that, I,
1: that to me was his turn into the more Kubrickian phase. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so you learn everything about his character. Yeah, yeah. I always, to me, everyone talks about so many scenes, but that scene where he, um, you know, he kills the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him yeah. Him I was just tweeting about that. No-book. Yeah. And I think it's a picture of him as a child.
0: Oh, and is that he him? Yeah, him? Yeah, like,
1: yeah. He, he sees him before he had, had turned into this, I mean kind of breaks down. Yeah.
0: why is that key just because it's 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 like
1: it's the only moment where you see him like the other side of him yeah the human side of him that he is like you know pushed down yeah to build this empire yeah Uh,
0: I'm such a sucker for theme, you know, and it's just the theme of that movie is just so perfect too. It's just like capitalism versus religion, you know, and and it's just like, but somehow it's not corny. Like that, that should be so cringe, you know, but somehow he finds a way to do it that's not cringe, and it's just like, like literally, the guy's name is you know, Sunday. What's his name? Like, it's so obvious. It's like, (laughs) and like normally you'd be like, oh my God, please stop. But he, he totally pulls it off. And I think it's all about, as you're saying, it's about the depth of the craft. It's like the deeper they go, the more you can get out of it. And I think that's true of writing too. You know, I think it's like the great writers are people who just like, You know, like Daniel Plainview and that thing, they're just hammering and hammering and hammering, and it's like, I know the shit that I write that's good, that, like, is successful. It's always because I just, like, hammered on it for so long and, like, tried to find every uh, little angle. The 99% of the people that read it are not going to fucking notice, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 Yeah. but you can't do it for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as soon as I start trying to write shit for the audience, it fucking sucks. It's like it's never good. I, I, I mean, some people are good at that, you know, like giving the audience meat, you know, like throwing fucking meat. But I think that true art is really about, like, the depth of the craft and, like, every little, you know, n- narrowing down every little decision. hundred
1: percent. Yeah. As it master your craft, it will never stop. That's a great quote. I it Right. That, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm above craft. Totally. But I, I think that that's, you have to master your craft. It yeah. makes you better at the bigger things. The
0: bigger things are, you know. Yeah, also good for the economy. It's yeah, like, yeah, they, you yeah, know yeah. You know what they say, Warren Buffett says, What's, wh- how do you hedge for inflation? He says, just become the best at your craft because then you'll always be paid for it. Like somebody will yeah. always come to you and pay if you're that good at it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. yeah. All right, so where can people find you? What should we uh where should we send people? How do I mean what I would really love is for some one of the wealthy <laughs> listeners of this podcast to uh to to want to make this movie because the 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 skill is obviously there. And I I'll tell you something in my scene, you know, that tight th- this is what it's very, very hard to find people like you that are making stuff that's really interesting and have the skills to do it. There's a lot of people with a lot of great ideas. Right. Uh, very, very few people with the actual ability to make them reality. Yeah. So, you know, um, this other movie in our space with another guest that was on here just got funded. Incredible. And so I would love for somebody to, like, come and reach out to you and be like, hey, let's fucking make this movie. I mean, how much, how much could you make it for as a Definitely. feature? The way I- Has it been made? So you said there, there was, was a version.
1: Film, yeah, I never watched it because I was making this one and I don't like how yeah. uh, cover yeah. my view. I think it was independent. Um, but And there was a documentary made a few years ago. But again, I, I, to me, it's not worth making if you can't mention into yeah. areas that are more interesting.
0: Do you think if it was made really well, which you obviously would do, do you think it would be a hit? Like, do you think it would make its money back?
1: Again, that all depends on how it's distributed. Yeah. You know? God, it's so
0: fucked up. It's just such it a is. fucked up. It's just such an impossible. It's so impossible to yeah. like because if you mark, I am a hundred percent confident yeah. that if you made it well and marketed this right, it would be a massive hit because it's a story everybody wants. Everybody wants to see oh, these yeah. stories, no. you know. And so, and oh, you're, course, yeah, I think it could be yeah.
1: You know, you look back at the, you know the '70s, where more is the wild west, where you could go in, make a movie for six million, and spend maybe a million on marketing, and get $50, 60 million Yeah, easy every time. Every hour. time, yeah, yeah. And now uh, a lot of those guys aren't coming; they're they're elsewhere. They're looking for other hustles. Um, but I think you know, a partnership with, with a with a producer that understands that there are new models being created.
0: Well, thank you. Any, any, where should we oh, find you? Because you have a Substack also. Uh, yeah, so,
1: YouTube, which will, I'll give you
0: links. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah.
1: And uh, Substack that I call thought Crime, which is you know these YouTube rules constantly change and demonetize or
0: take down content, so everything is being put up there as well. Ah, oh, great, so, great, cool. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank okay, bye. time of our lives. Getting money was all